to episode 15 of Dark Insight. My name is Jeremy Greer, and with me, as always, is Vader Von Oden. How are you today, Vader? That's me. Uh, me. I'm doing well. It's nice and warm, nice sunny afternoon here in New Zealand. We do need to get our weather chat out of the way. We had a freak rainstorm this week, so I don't... Just to let every, all the listeners know, know I'm, I'm okay. Good. <laughs> every, Good. Everybody's fine. Good to know. <laughs> You're in a flood zone there, are you? Um, I'm pretty close to the Gulf of Mexico. I'm not in a flood zone, but the, the government likes to make my insurance company think that I'm in the middle of a flood zone, which is kind of aggravating. Oh, stink. That's okay. Um, but enough weather chat. Yep. <laughs> let's get into let's get into some video games. Well, um, well, we also got to mention that uh, Clifford is is sleeping right now. Uh, we're recording this later than usual, and he had a date night when we normally record, so he is not with us this week. But he will be back for the next episode. Who's Clifford? Oh, Who is Death Note? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, Cliff. Sorry, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, he is a. Uh, um, yeah, we're like Vader mentioned. We're recording a little bit later, so uh, he's not going to be with us this week. But he'll be back next week, and um, yeah, we'll, hopefully next week we'll have a full podcast. All three of us will be on the same on at the same time. Yep, not on the same same time zone still, but we'll be back on at the same time. <laughs> no. <laughs> If the three of us ever get into the same time zone, like that's going to be like a world-ending <laughs> catastrophe. <or something. laughs> yeah, the end of days. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, what are you been playing? Um, well, the first thing that I want to talk about is the division beta, um, and I'm a little bit late with this, but uh, since we've recorded our Dark Souls Three special, which thank everybody out there for listening to that and spreading the word about that, we really appreciate it, and thank you to the Lore Hunter for doing most of the legwork on that. Yep, we just got um, an easy ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, we all we had to do was show up and talk about the notes that he had painstakingly put together. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the weekend before that was the division beta, and um, the last time you and I talked, you had just got played the beta, and this was the first time that I had an opportunity to. And um, I kind of like that game. Vader. It's very fun. It. I like it too. <laughs> um, did you? Uh, did so you what play did you like about the second it? Beta? Um. I, I kind of dig the world building. Um, I liked the kind of the not the fashion aspect, but the equipment. Like I liked that there was a lot of different stuff that you could find and equip, um, even if it was only marginal differences in the stats. I dug the um, like the I don't know, like every single thing that you're wearing had a stat. Like you know, your holster could give you like a reload speed boost for some reason. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but well, it's kind of satisfying to find stuff. Well, I yeah, I like that as well because the, like you could get a holster that increases your damage, but um, it's it doesn't make sense, but it also makes sense at the same time <laughs> because your holster <laughs> is a part of you drawing your weapon. And if you've got a crappy holster and you can't get your weapon out, so it's kind of cool That's that true. it has has an effect on the stats, even though really it doesn't mm-hmm. affect the damage of a bullet. But it is an RPG, and usually you can't shoot people in the head twice. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I like, like the, I, I like that too. The, dro- the drop in, drop out multiplayer. Like, um, I went to the first mission, which was like going through the subway and turning on the electricity to get that guy back to your base. And um, 
just at the start of the mission, there's just a button for matchmaking. Like, you could just search up dudes that were kind of near your level and, you know, approach it together. Like, I did that mission probably three times with two different groups. It yeah, was, nice. um, was, it was kind of like summoning for Dark Souls, right? Like, I just threw my sign down. I was just hanging out doing, like, the same thing over and over because I, I liked the mission, and it was fun. I was getting good loot out of it, so yeah, why not? they've definitely taken some inspiration from, from Dark Souls, and well, a lot of games have, and also <laughs> um, Destiny. Um, sometimes the inspiration's not actually there, just we put it there <laughs> as gamers. But, but yeah, I, I really like that. There's been a little bit of criticism about the persistent online, about how you're not walking around New York um, just with people popping in and out. But I, I kind of make sense that there's not. Like, I still want my own experience, but it was so easy to find people. Because I don't know if you, if you, if you go in the menu anywhere, you can actually see where other um, players are on the map and join them. Mm-hmm. So you can't see them, but you can join them. Like You can see them on your map. It's just, just like seeing like almost like a phantom in Dark Souls. You see other players cruising around. It was much like yep. that. Um, that was that was really cool because I could <clears throat> it, spe- in a, it color codes your friends in a different color. Yeah. So like you could just yeah. pull it up and it'd see like, hey, your friend is right like around the corner, and you could just join their group and like be in the party chat with them almost immediately. It was pretty and seamless was, as well. Yeah, it was really nice. Like I, I dug that a lot. Um, I'd, I I'm probably not going to pre-order it though, and I think it's I, out tomorrow, <laughs> isn't it? Is it out tomorrow? Well, I no, it was not like tomorrow. Next week. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, well, this, I guess, I, mean, I decided not to pre-order it like a week ago, so I'm acting like it's not coming out pretty quick. But, um, <laughs> I pre-ordered I, um, it. I definitely want to tr- see what the whole game is about, because the the missions, even though I like that subway mission, like the rest of the stuff there wasn't very interesting, and, and the Dark Zone stuff was cool, but if it's like 90% Dark Zone stuff, I'm not going to be that interested in it, I think. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like, uh, There's a lot of talk about in-game, and I kind of mentioned it over Twitter, and a few people responded a few weeks ago. I was had my little rant about I'm sick of this in game talk. Why, like, what happened to the start and the middle of a game? <laughs> I, I play a game to enjoy the whole thing, not to get to grind to get to this end of these raids. Like, I'm not actually that interested in the raids. I want to go. I want to know what's happening in this world. The world just seems like it's full of character and, and potential of of storytelling, and that, that's what I want to experience. Um, so here's to the beginning and the middle of the game being good. <laughs> And that, you know, the, um, <clears throat> I guess that feeds into like my, my other part, my other real big problem with it is it's just the shooting didn't feel good. Like something like destiny, I can overlook, um, kind of bad mission design or samey mission design. If the, if the core mechanics look really, really nice, but this, the, the shooting didn't feel particularly satisfying. Like, I mean, unloading a clip in a dude's head, like just that should kill them. <laughs> and I know we're in weird sci-fi world, but you're kind of making them look like humans and you're calling them humans. So I, I should kill them pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So. I, 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 there's a lot. Yeah. I can see the criticism. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, actually the third person shooting mechanic. I think they've done it well. I think it, it mm-hmm. almost feels destiny slightly too easy for me. Like it's almost like it's, um, the gun's always trained on enemies' heads. And so it just... Uh, gotcha. <laughs> it yeah. seems like it's like too smooth and too simple. And I, Disney it does shoot smooth. It is really nice game to play. Um, and But yeah, I actually like the weightiness and the clunkiness of the shooting in this. But you're right. There, are, there is a little bit of bullet sponginess. But it is an RPG. So I, that's the way I treat it and think of it. It's an RPG that shoots. Um, <laughs> so I, I liked all the numbers and the stats. I also liked that the gear seemed to have more of an effect. Like a Destiny, there's, there's heaps of cool gear you can get, but 
I don't know, my experience with it, that you never really saw what that gear was doing, except for increasing like light or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this, I do, as we've mentioned, I'd like that there's a little bit more spreadsheeting going in the background of this game. Uh, I got you, I got you. Um, I like that RPG element is more present. Uh, so what did you actually think of the Dark Zone then? I, I liked it. Um, I was able to join up with a couple of guys, and we, we rolled through for a little while, which was pretty fun. I did a lot of it solo. Um, I, I didn't play all weekend. I, play, I did like two big gaming sessions during the weekend that it was with. And then um, I had a weird moment where my controller died when I was playing it. Yep. And I was in the dark zone, so I was just like, the, the game was just, you can't pause. Nope. So, like, I was just playing. And I have two other PS4 controllers, and I have one of those stand chargers, but my stand charger had come unplugged at some point, so all three PS4 controllers <laughs> were totally dead. Um, so I stopped playing it and switched back to Super Mario Maker. But uh, <clears throat> Good switch. But I liked it. I liked it. Um, it's one of those things, and um, this is actually a pretty good segue for something I forgot to put in the notes, but uh, it's... I played the Uncharted Four multiplayer beta today. Oh, okay, yep. And um, I don't. It's it's very similar to that game and to uh, Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid Online, where I can just instantly tell I'm not that great at it. <laughs> like I'm just like I'm just not going to be competitive in this. Like I think it's just too twitch for me. Um, so I, it's fun and I like I kind of like the sneaking around part. But as soon as like shooting starts, I almost die instantly. And that's and that's not fun. So. Yeah, fair enough. Well, what I do like about this um, is it's not as unforgiving as that because there is the RPG elements, there is some of your own level, and you. The, I, I like the hiding, the cover mechanics. I find work quite well, um, mm-hmm. and so I, I, yeah, I really liked it. Like I snuck up my first, the first beta, I snuck up on a whole squad and took out a whole squad of rogue agents, and I just surprised them, and I managed to just you know get all four uh, by myself i tried the same again the, the second beta and i got i got wasted they, they knew it was happening <laughs> <laughs> they, they were waiting for me <laughs> but what have you um what do you what have you been playing what's on your list today uh i got a, i've got quite a bit <laughs> i've been hunting for slashy souls just to try it but we'll get into that later um but i haven't got to okay. find it um, Fire, I've, since we last talked, I have managed to finish uh, Firewatch, um, which is a brilliant piece of awesomeness. Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, me and Cliff talked about it on the episode that you uh, yes. were vacationing for. And, um, I listened to Cliff it. actually liked it so much, he wrote a review and published it up on darkinsight.net. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about it? I really liked it. I don't know, do we want to get into spoilery territory? It's been out a little while, but not um, too long. I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's a four-hour experience, and like I mean, some people may not have gotten into it yet. So um, trying to avoid it, okay? Um, like it's it's like one of those things where like it's the whole point of the game. So <laughs> like it's 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 hard to talk about the game if, without spoiling it. But like, did you like it? Were you satisfied with it? I actually found it. I don't know. I try not to. Everyone has different levels of uh, spoilerness, but. The, um, mm-hmm. I actually found it quite, I wouldn't say scary, but kind of tense. I think you guys might have mentioned it in the in the recording without me. Was um, that it's, it's, a, it's like a thriller? Am I absolutely? Yeah, and I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a bit more, and and it, and it a bit more of a nicey story. Um, but it's actually quite tense at times, and it was not scary, but had me like had my kind of like. 
I don't even know how to describe that. <laughs> I was tense. Like, I was uneasy. I was unsure what was happening. And your mind's, like, going, coming up with all these possibilities of what's going on. I think I had, like, five answers to the, the plot, and I was wrong. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> um, and because my brain was going that quick, I was creating fear for myself. Um, like, actually, this is the thing. I, I don't think this is a spoiler, unless it is an Easter egg that people have missed. Um, but at one point, quite early on, before anything got tense, I was cruising through the forest. Um, that's not a spoiler. Everyone knows it's in a forest. <laughs> um, but um, Odin was sitting there, my son was sitting with me and watching. And uh, went through the forest. And I was trying to work out. I was chasing quite early in the game. You're following these uh, um, a group of girls that are in the forest to track them down to tell them off. And... You've, you've re-encountered them once and you're tracking them down again and they're dropping beer cans everywhere so it's easy to follow. And I went, I was, I was trying to explore everywhere and so I was looking around and enjoying the scenery and I went through a, a forest section and then Odin said, oh, what was that? I saw something. I said, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry. We're going this way. We've already looked. He's like, no, no, I saw a policeman standing in the forest. And I was like, what? So, <laughs> so I went back and I was like, where was he? He's like, in there, maybe. And then he's like, oh, nothing's there. Sorry, I must have been wrong. And I was, just, I didn't think anything of it then. But then things started to get a little tense a little later. And my mind went back to it. And I was like, holy moly, was something actually there? <laughs> and Odin saw it. And so I was freaking out about something I didn't even see. <laughs> <laughs> that Odin might and might not have seen. And that was brilliant. And so I really enjoyed that. I got to the point, I pre- I did like maybe 45 minutes one night. The next night I started, Odin was watching, he went off to bed. And then my wife, we, we've got a two-story house. It's not a big house, but we'll just use iMessage to message each other for on opposite sides. Um, mm-hmm. She messaged me saying, are oh, you coming to bed to watch a show? Because we usually watch something before bed. And I said, no, you need to come here. This is too tense. I'm not leaving. <laughs> and so she came back <laughs> upstairs and then we just finished it. We went up to like midnight. We stayed up way too late because we just had to see what happened and she got way into it. Um, and yeah, so it's very enthralling and you do want to do it in like a quick succession. You don't want to like space it out too far, I would say. Um, you want to do it kind of pl- as one hit if you can. I played it all in one sitting. Yeah. So I was, I was from start to beginning, so... Um, yeah, it, it is a very tense game. It's 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 kind of like watching a psychological thriller where you're just kind of on the edge of your seat, like what is going to happen next, and you're just like the movie has made you tense. So like you, um, what is that phrase that Patty from Twenty oh, yeah, Man? clenching or something. Yeah, where, where he finally unclenches. Unclenches like, at the end of Firewatch, you're like, oh, finally, okay, it's all. I don't have to do anything anymore. <laughs> and I think what makes it so much for me, this is how it, it makes it more tense. It's bad English. Um, <laughs> because it looks so pretty and calm. Like, the scenery just is so calm and surreal and, and, and gorgeous, really. Like, the graphics are so simple, but they're really well done. And that makes the tension, what's happening in the background, that the voice acting's brilliant, um, some of the best. Um, yeah, and, and that, I think that, that juxtaposition or the, the, the conflict between the, the, the nice, calm scenery to the tension that's happening in the story just makes it even more, more um, severe, I guess. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, I had, a, I had a lot of tense moments. The last time that all three of us together, Cliff was talking about an iOS or an Android, a mobile game, let me say that, called Lifeline. Yes. And um, I had heard about it and had never played it. Um, have you picked it up since we talked no, about I it? No, I haven't. 
I did. I picked it up that night, and then I spent the next week just kind of obsessed with this game. <laughs> um, How many times have you killed him? This is the thing, and I was I, I kind of I should have saved this for when Cliff. I didn't kill this dude. I got through the entire thing without dying once. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was, uh, and I was asking Cliff, I was like, dude, you have to be the most, like, careless person with this dude's life. He's like, oh, yeah, man, totally. Like, I was just telling him to do whatever. And I'm like, no, I, like, every time he sounded a little <laughs> hesitant to do something, I was like, no, go back to base. Go back to base. We'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't, um, I, I, I got through the whole thing without dying and was successful at the end. So it was, it was a fun game. And I, I bought the sequel right afterwards. Um, but the sequel is about like magic and wizards instead of a guy being trapped on a planet, and I'm not into it as much. I haven't played it, but uh, true. Uh, that was that was a, that was a fun little game. <clears throat> I have to try. I have to check it out now because I really enjoyed 80 Days, um, another mobile game, uh, which is a bit longer, but yeah, that can be quite good. Yeah, I've heard good stuff about 80 Days. So I need to from you and from a couple of other people on my on my Twitter feed. So I need I need to check that out. And since Lifeline Two is not doing it for me, I may, I may switch over <laughs> to that one. Nice, um, but it was it was like a perfect game to like uh, like I was watching like a crappy movie and like just occasionally checking in like on that like it wasn't like I was looking at my phone the whole time but like I wasn't really paying attention to the movie very well either so I could just kind of go back and forth and it was it was fun I had a good time with that game it was recommended Dark Insight improved there you go approved seal of <laughs> seal of approval uh, well uh, since you just brought up a mobile game the game I've been playing <laughs> this this week is uh, a Namco Bandai game not Slashy Souls I haven't been able to find it for some reason but um, Pac-Man they've released a whole bunch of free-to-play games with their IP and they released the mm-hmm. Pac-Man one and it's actually quite fun it's stupid but it's yeah I don't know if it's broken or glitched but usually in you know, those games you get like energy you only can play so many times before your energy runs out and then you need to wait yeah but mine's just I just left it for a day and it just kept going up and I've got like 300 or so energy which would last me like three <laughs> hours of straight play <laughs> um, is this um is this like Pac Man two fifty six? Is this like the Crossy Road Pac Man game? Well, now this one's a mix between these typical kind of level ones, like almost like you cut your rope. So you got to solve puzzles and work, and like you 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 got to set the path for for Pac Man using the directional shift icons. Mm-hmm. And then there's ghosts that come in, and you got to pick up the little pellets that make you about to eat the ghosts. It's stupid. It's a waste of time, but it's actually quite fun. <laughs> um, just you know, well, that's what mobile. That's what mobile games should be. Are kind of dumb and a waste of time and fun. So and, it just kind of t- takes up five ten minutes of your time. Yeah, and usually I get annoyed at them because the the stupid energy thing. Like you get through the first thirty levels fine, and then they start getting too hard, and you just chew through your energy. Whereas, as I say, it's either I think it's glitched or broken because it just keeps calculating higher and higher. And so I've got like three hundred and fifty energy uses or plays. And so I can just stuff up over and over again just to work the puzzle out and then be successful. But yeah, that's, yeah, don't get it. <laughs> but it's, it, like I said, it has been fun. Go Lifeline instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to spend um, a couple of minutes talking about a game that uh, Is... you have tried that you <laughs> don't like at all. So... Um... I am. I, in fact, I just finished it today. I just wrapped up Life is Strange. I did all five episodes. Um, well, congratulations! That game. I did five that game minutes. Is, <laughs> <laughs> that game is so good, Vader. You, you got to go back, man. That's this is so good. Um, if you guys haven't heard, Life is Strange is kind of like a an adventure game where you take control of <clears throat> a high school teenage girl in a photography cl- school, and you 
through because it's a video game you get time rewinding powers and then um you're kind of going through and solving like this mystery and it's it's very much in the style of a um, I want to say telltale but it's not really a telltale game like there's not a whole lot of dialogue trees I mean there are dialogue trees but since you can rewind you can kind of choose different paths like in the same conversation and then usually work to a better result at the end of it but you won't uh, want to because the dialogue's terrible <laughs> The dialogue is is so it's so charming. I mean, like it's bad. Like they, it's 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 very bad, especially at the beginning. The first episode is rough. Um, <laughs> Sorry, continue. <clears throat> be positive. I'll be positive. <laughs> but uh, once it, once you kind of get used to it, like you just realize, like I mean, they're teenagers. Like that, they're, they're dumb high school students trying to act cool. And for whatever reason, the the voice acting just kind of looped back, and was I was I was all into it again. Like I was. I, it was that By bad. It became it, good. I was, I'm sorry. It, it was that bad. It became good. It, it it was it was so it was bad in a consistent way that just became <laughs> natural with the way those people talked. So I just started liking them because I liked the characters so much. It's like when you when you like somebody, so you kind of imitate that they're like turns of phrase. Like if you like a certain comedian or a way certain like a certain person talks, like you kind of start imitating them automatically. Yeah, I just, just started liking like their conversation. <clears throat> just don't start saying hella. Because <laughs> I'll be done. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work the word "hella" into this. It's gonna be a game for the listeners. Yeah, just wait. I'm gonna sneak a "hella" in there without Vader notice, and you guys watch. Oh, uh, I'll notice, listen. and I'll serve them like that. <laughs> Sorry, um, let's continue but, about uh, how, why it's so great. Well, I mean the the story it tells. I mean, like it, the characters become believable. Like the they're interesting they've got <clears throat> actual emotional development between multiple characters and you know they do it's not they do like kind of weird romantic stories but not in like your stereotypical hollywood romance and like it gives you just enough control over your decision making to really make it feel like your personal story which i think is a really is a strong thing like that coming out of this and thinking like this was my choice um and then it's just it's just good. Like the the soundtrack is really excellent. Uh, you know, I just the the ending, man. Like there was there was parts of this game that like kind of like got me a little emotional. Like it was sad or it was like happy. Like it was it's it's a it's a quality game. And there's a without going into spoiler territory, there's a very big decision that you make at the end of the game that I was really impressed with because it when it shows the statistics after you choose, like it shows you how many, what percentage of your friends went choice A versus choice B or the world went choice A and choice B. Um, it was almost evenly split. And that tells me that they did a really good job of like making that a difficult question, which means that they did a really good job of making you care for those characters. So shout outs to um, Chris Moser over at the Chom Chain podcast and former Dark Insight guest, uh, Joshua Crow, aka Morbid Beard, for uh, hyping that game up for me because I probably I, I played like the first ten or fifteen minutes and was kind of turned off by the dialogue. But if it hadn't been for those two, like kind of hyping it up for me, I, I wouldn't have gone back, even though I'd already bought it. And when I did, I, I'm very, very glad I did. So. That's probably where I cut off was about that point. Um, yeah, I think after you get out into the world a little bit, like you kind of get off of the school, like it's it starts becoming a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I just didn't get the school. Like the school was like, there's like 15 students at the school. I just was like, what's going on? This is ridic- ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a like a it's exclusive photography. It, anyway, it does. It's a video game. It does not matter. <laughs> but yeah, they 
I, I don't know. I like it. I thought it was good. You should go back and play it one day. I, <laughs> I, like I might it. try. The problem is, I came. I went straight into that after the um, Firewatch and playing like The Witness, and I was just like, nope, nope, nope. Just can't, can't. <laughs> like it, Firewatch started you so well. It starts off with text. Firewatch. There's very little happening, and it's just text. And it was the, the, the what that was going on was so intense and so engrossing. You just pulled you straight into the game, whereas. I've just found, and it is probably because I've gone straight from Firewatch, and it was it was such a, a well polished experience. And going straight into Life is Strange with terrible voice acting, <laughs> dialogue like Hella, um, but not even Hella. Hella said badly, like it, they made it even worse. <laughs> like it was like the, they had like they almost recorded the Hella out of context and then slotted it in the rest of the sentence. Like you know, those weird like. Um, automatic voice things that kind of say sentences and re- words weird because they're like just being pieced together. Um, yeah, I just couldn't do it. Like that starting, trying to start you off in a dramatic scene with the big tornado was just like you're trying to make this all dramatic, but it's not. It's it's silly. <sighs> and they yeah. they eventually they find their footing on that stuff. I think very well, and and they <clears throat> eventually turn around turn around a lot of that around. So, uh, and I know I'm being a bit harsh, but to be honest, what they, it allows me to to get away with it or I thought when my brain get away with it is I before I played it I just listened to one of the I think it's Dark Souls podcast uh, with Matt Lees it was one of his guests I believe was just like no nope, don't like it I <laughs> couldn't do it and <laughs> then I went and played it and as soon as I started feeling those thoughts like ah I'm, I, I can, I'm justified in feeling this way because I know someone else that does <laughs> <laughs> and so I, was, I, I think I would have stuck with it longer if I hadn't heard him on the podcast saying no nah, can't do it um, because everyone else I know seems to really like it and has hung in there and and found it a blast. But, yeah. So, <laughs> I won't be too, so, um, I'll leave it to that. Of- oh, where I did quit, just so people know, was after you leave the schoolroom, uh, you, you leave and you go to the dorms and then you got to the scene with the cool girls and I'm doing air brackets with my fingers. <laughs> Not brackets, um, yeah. speech marks. <laughs> just blocking you from getting into your room. And I was just like, I can't do it. This is so unrealistic. No one actually acts this way. <laughs> Nobody. Well, you've got a uh, another another game on your list that also has filled with some awkward teen dialogue that I want to uh, see, that I want to talk about. See, this is this is Jeremy pushing me along because he's sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I just I, I happened to look at our list and I saw um, Until Dawn, and I was that's, well, that's one of my favorite games from this year. And that's that's like awkward teen dialogue too. Like that's that's a. That's like a horror movie slash. That's a slasher horror movie, like in video game form. Like, have you have you finished the game? No, no, I haven't got through it yet. That, I'm playing this with my wife, um, so I started it with her without her, but again, pretty quickly pulled her in, um, and so we've been going through it together. And this is like just goes to show that it's not just because I left Firewatch and went straight to Life is Strange, because then I left Life is Strange, went to everybody's gone to the rapture and same things like, no, I can't do this. It's too slow and boring. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went into, um, until dawn. Um, and yeah, straight into it, like pulled you in, um, got right way into it. The voice, the actual acting is actually not too bad, except for one of the friends, the dorky one. Um, he's the worst one a lot but in general the, the acting's pretty good the voice acting uh it's for those who don't know it's kind of very similar to your um la noir or your um heavy rain 
that it's it's the actors are recognizable the actual actors that you see you'll recognize them from sh- other shows uh, it's yeah all... it's got um it's got the guy the leading star for mr robot which was kind of a cult hit and, um which was kind of a cool tv show and then uh the the one of the main women on it is from the show heroes yes she was the cheerleader, the cheerleader. They, yep. yeah she was hayden pantanier i can't i think that's how you say it oh, no. and then the the guy like the real super jock guy is on agents of shield um the oh yeah show. and that's why i don't like him <laughs> he's yeah, he, he plays the bad guy on agents of shield yeah spoiler for season one <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and so they're all very recognizable but they all act and they've done they've all done a pretty good job and so i just instantly fell into a lot a lot more it's so cliche horror slasher film like it's so like yeah super cliche <laughs> Um, but, I think that's a good thing. Like, I think that really works for it. Like, I think if it had been like a weird, try to do anything more than like typical slasher, like it would have just kind of fallen apart. But since it's like the basic, you know, teenagers in the woods in a cabin, like, you know, weird, crazy killer after them. Like that's, that's, that works. Like it really, really works with the way they set up for sure. decision making trees and the, and all that stuff. Like it's, it's really fun. I, I do find it a bit hard sometimes that um, for people who don't, don't know, this is something that I didn't actually know from what hearing other people talk about it. There's a lot of stats and um, what else? What else do you call it? Stats and the kind of information that's in the menu that you learn and that you, it records what you're doing. So any given mm-hmm. time, anytime you make any kind of decision, you can then quickly flick to your menu and see what effect that had on your stats. And these stats include like your relationship with other characters. So you have a friendship or relationship bar with every character in the game. And then you have your kind of player stats, your like honesty, uh, romanticness. <laughs> What's some of the other ones? Uh, bravery. Um, there's like six of them. Are you like looking at that stuff? Yeah, like, I like to make decisions. Really? I like I that stuff. I, I didn't look at any of that. Like I just played it like it was a straight movie. Like I didn't look at any of that stuff until um, the game was over. And I, like I looked at it like. Once I finished the game, I wanted to go back and look at how I how I did. Basically, I never looked at it once during the game. That's really interesting that you can. I guess it does make sense you could look at it throughout the game, but I never did. Well, there's also like the whole they really push home. This is something else I didn't um, hear of. They really push home the butterfly effect theory in this game, and so the, every every major action you can take has a butterfly representing it, and there's a, a, a follow on effect that you can actually go. You can see you've upset someone, and then you don't know what that effect will have later in the game. And you you can once you discover it, it will update that little butterfly, and it's like a little thing you can click on in your menu. Um, and that's just something I didn't know. Hearing about it, I I heard about it like from you, like you said, Jeremy, that it's it was a movie experience that you're sitting back and just watching and hitting a button occasionally. I really like the game, the gaminess of it. Like that was, I've never heard people talk about the, how it controls as much. I've heard about the quick time events and some of them are a little bit weird. Like they pop up and yeah, I, I find it in, un, not intuitive. Uh, what the, that's not English. <laughs> <laughs> It's the wrong thumb for me. Like the analog stick that makes you to choose is the wrong hand that I would usually rest on my controller. And so I've Ah. missed one or two because I've been resting because it's been like a long sequence of just watching. And then I'll go to do it like, oh, it's not that thumb and have to switch hands. Um, But that's another story. Um, I really like how if you threw a gun in this game and some zombies, it would be Resident Evil. 
it'd be a great Resident Evil game. Like a classic, true, a classic Resident Evil game. It wouldn't have the, um, like the, because there's no like resource management or anything. Like you would probably need to add like some well, ammo yeah. or whatever to yeah. make it kind of scary. But yeah, the, it's, I would like to see like a really, really scaled down, not even Resident Evil necessarily, but like just a scaled down horror movie, action horror movie or an action horror game like that. Um, cause it, it has I, that fixed camera perspective. Like you get a Resident Evil, um, it's very, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Sorry, what were you about to say? Have, have you played the Silent Hill games, by chance? I've only played the first one a long, long time ago. Hmm. So I, I know and, very um, little about them. The, uh, one of the Duckfeed guys started streaming Silent Hill 1, and I had never really even seen that game before. Like I just I knew that it exists, but not paid attention to it. But I threw it on my Gamefly list, and they're sending me, like, like, apparently there's an HD collection for the PS3, so that's I'll have that next week sometime. Oh, cool. Check it out. Nice. Uh, I also like that there's like little items you can find. There's little totems, like the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Des last time I'm like, oh, where's a totem? And like, I'll go hunting for totems. <laughs> and it's because I like, I, I like that game part of of it. That there is still a game behind the the, the movie that's that that you're playing. <laughs> I like that they're never, like, that far out of the way. Like, you don't have to go, like, hunting too far off the screen. Like, if there's a branching path and you, you know, you go right and you go, like, you see the character that you need to talk to down the right, you just go right back to the left and the thing is right there. Like, it's really nice. Yeah. I like I like the way that they did the collectibles in that game. Yeah, and they actually help with warning you and, and foreshadowing what what's to come, which is cool as mm-hmm. well. Um, so yeah, I, so far I've really liked it. It's it's terrifying. There's there's in between the main game. There's like little psychiatry psychiatrist visits that you you, you as the player sit down and talk with a really creepy dude. Um, I also recognize him as an actor, but I, I can't remember where he's from. He, he's one of those guys that have been in absolutely everything. Like he's like a Steve Buscemi, where like he just he's like a actor, a chameleon actor that just blends into everything. But he's he's amazing. He's so good. Yeah, it's terrifying, and I really I think. The game mechanics, because he asks you questions, your, your, your classic kind of uh, um, psych evaluation where you get two images and you choose which one terrifies you more. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the game ev- evolves to match what you're saying scares you more. Mm-hmm. And that is mean. <laughs> yeah do, giving you a psychological test and then and then fucking with you based on the results that is pretty mean yeah. am, am i right in that it does adapt to what you say like i think so to a little bit the i don't want to spoil the magic of that game but like it's 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 not quite as free with the choices as you might think it is like I, that's definitely like a one and done one of those games like i wouldn't i wouldn't go back and do that just to try to do a bunch of stuff differently um but it is like a cool can, little touch there's like nine different endings there, there's totally nine different endings to that game but like they're not dramatically different from yeah. one another so. yeah uh, but yeah so far pretty pretty good um and i to be honest it seems like that's where it, it's terribly cheesy at times like you get the cat fights with the girls, just like really. Um, oh yeah, I know. but but I know. It, it's still more believable than I found the Life in Strange dialogue. <laughs> oh man! Well, the last one on my list. I'm uh, pushing that. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you talk bad about Life is Strange. Yeah, I just finished it today. I've got I've got feelings about that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, until dawn. Two thumbs up. Sorry, what was your yeah. last game? Um, Twilight Princess HD. Ooh, PBS nice. dropped it off this afternoon, um, which is also my first Amiibo purchase. Ooh. So I'm one of I'm one of those people now, and I can already see like just looking at it, I'm like, yeah, this looks really cool. 
let me go see what else they got. Oh, there's a, there's more. There's a link one. Okay, well maybe I need the link one yeah. to go with my wolf link. Yeah, I can already see this becoming a problem. Um, I played the first hour of Twilight Princess HD, and I am digging it. But oh man, like Wind Waker is just the best 3D Zelda game. Like no matter what, you're never gonna be able to convince me otherwise. <laughs> the the character models and everything they. Everything looks good. Like it's it runs well. It you know everything's kind of bright and pretty. But all of the characters seem like they were carved out of like a shitty piece of wood. Like it just like they're kind of frozen and like the same expression. Like I just compared to Wind Waker having that smooth cell shaded like really really like big eyes, huge mouth type like look to it. I just I'm gonna play it because I'm I'm I haven't played it since the game came out and I played it with the on the Wii so it had the waggle controls and I didn't really dig it that much so i'm looking forward to going back to some of the stuff playing it with just a normal gamepad cool uh, yeah <clears throat> so I, I finished that on the wii um with the wiggle controls got 100 percent. did everything you could um you're not you're gonna pick up the hd version oh i don't have a wii u um oh i thought she did for some reason i'm sorry <clears throat> no nah, i wouldn't mind one it's just it's hard to justify because i already have three consoles <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I was looking at Quantum Break, going like, maybe I could buy an Xbox One. Like having four consoles hooked up to my TV right now, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Although you could drop the Xbox 360 if that's one of them. That that's that's true. I could, but I'm not <laughs> not gonna go there. Um. Yeah. So you're still gonna give it a go? Keep going with it? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going with it. Um. I. I like Zelda games, and this is coming at a time where I haven't played a 3D Zelda game in a while. I played uh, Skyward Sword for the first time maybe a couple of years ago. And I need to play kinda... that. See, it's it's good. I can send you my copy if you want me to. Um, assuming there's no region locking things, but oh, I probably won't play it again. There is on the um, way. There is on the way. Okay. Well, shit. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's um the Skyward Sword is just a lot more fun with the. Because it's not waggle controls, like they actually did one to one movement with the sword, and I actually kind of dug that. Like that was pretty fun. So yeah, I like the idea of the one to one, and uh, I was keen for it. Um, but just at that time, I was wasn't buying games and have the money, um, so I couldn't justify yeah. the Nintendo price of like a thousand dollars per game. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then there's the and, and with the Skyward Sword, you kind of almost have to have that Wii Motion Plus. So I had to like go find a Wii Motion Plus controller to upgrade because all my old controllers were all my old Wii controllers were just standard so uh yeah i i did it i did enjoy um twilight princess see i'm a real huge zelda fan but i kind of realized i've never actually played many i've just played links of the past like 10 times (laughs) 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 i've played that one heaps as a kid and i've played it as i've grown up on um throughout throughout my years i actually just got it again um for odin to to teach odin about the history of gaming um and he really really likes it um and the, link to the link to the past is probably like my favorite one of my favorite just, one if not my favorite game of all time it's so good yeah i need i need like there's i'm i'm not huge on music but i need that theme music just to follow me around like <laughs> like the, the link to the, yeah it's good <laughs> but yeah so we've been and then also at the same time i've picked um i've had Ocarina of Time. I got it on the Wii Virtual Console. I don't know if it was called that back then, but I got it on like the Wii Store ages ago, and just never got it around to playing it. And I've just started playing it, and I've got through to. I'm about to go into De- Death Mountain, like the second dungeon. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So I've it's been, been a, it's been a while since I played Ocarina of Time. So I'm playing Zelda as well. Nice. 
This actually, um, I wanted to bring this up later, but since we're talking about the Ocarina of Time, um, (laughs) we we have that new article that uh, our friend Eric Plaisance just wrote comparing Dark Souls to... I can't talk. The title of the article is that the Lord Vessel is the Ocarina of Time, uh, but it's an article about warping in the Souls games and kind of how it compares and contrasts to Ocarina of Time. And um, really good. That dude did a really good job, and I really appreciate him putting his work on our website and getting it out there. And um, he also helped me kind of with the website when we were designing that. So, oh, very cool. Much, much, much love to that dude and to um, Richard Hamilton as well. Who, Robert Hamilton. Robert Hamilton. God damn it! I'm sorry. <gasps> I'm sorry, Mr. Hamilton, if you're listening to this. I've done it. This is the third time I've gotten your name wrong. I don't know what is wrong with it. <laughs> I'm just mad at him because he he kind of wrote a um, an angsty article about Bloodborne, saying why he doesn't like Bloodborne, and I'm I'm mad at him. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote a really interesting article. It was well this, written. And, um, it was it's very well written, well argued, I think. Um, and he he makes some really good points. Like there's some stuff that he has a problem with that I definitely will acknowledge is or there was that is a thing that exists. I just don't have as much of a problem with it that, yep. as he did. So, um, but definitely worth reading. Go check that out on uh, darkinsight.net slash the blog. Yes, go have a read. Because um, what was interesting about Eric's article is that he thought and, about that topic and wrote the article based on the discussion we had about warping on the Law Hunters special um, last that we came out last week. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't believe that he wrote it that fast. Like I think he we released that episode on like Saturday or Sunday, I think, and he he had it there like four hours later. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, which is very cool that he took inspiration from what we talked about. And what's actually fascinating is he he likened um, Zelda and Dark Souls together. And while we were discussing Dark Souls in the podcast, I was thinking about how I see the relationship between Zelda and Dark Souls. And so, okay. but I never had a chance to mention it. I didn't actually come up in conversation. It didn't fit right, so I kind of just held off. And so it's kind of interesting. And and um. Yeah, the article is really cool, and it talks about the warping function, how it happens halfway through the game in Dark Souls One, and and then same thing in Zelda, which I'm not up to yet in that in the Ocarina of Time. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. Actually, takes inspiration um, from from uh, talking to my mate uh, Shannon. He's been we've talked about him before on the podcast. He's contributed before. Um, the the Z targeting that was kind of invented by. Uh, Ocarina of Time was used in Ocarina of Time targeting and strafing around enemies is the kind of the basis behind Dark Souls combat um, that whole side strafing as you're locked on and moving around it's it's an evolution of what came from 3D gaming and from Zelda um, which I think is really cool yeah if, if you look at previous um, not even previous but if you look at FromSoft games um before Demon Souls, um, like all their first-person games, and like if you look at Shadow Tower and Shadow Tower Abyss, um, the control schemes are just crazy out there, insane because nobody had really figured out how to do that reliably yet. And Zelda: and Ocarina of Time was the first one that came along. I was like, no, 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 we can just like hold your camera in one place, yeah. <laughs> and then walk around an enemy. And that. and you're absolutely right. Like every third-person combat game but you know specifically dark souls is very much like that and it's it's cool to see that evolution and that um, maybe inspiration taken maybe not um uh but yeah it's very cool and then i was listening to a kane and episode about um a link to the past uh zelda special just this week and it was quite interesting to hear and and have them discuss it about how 
Um, I think they used it to, one of them used a condensing space that you do in Zelda. Like in Zelda, so you go through a dungeon, you'll collect all the items you need, you die. And it's not a bad thing because you've already kept those items. And when they kind of said that, I was like, that's exactly how Dark Souls works. When you first come to an area, it's massive and you're intimidated. You've got to go through slowly. But as soon as you've gone through the area once, twice, and you died a few times, that space condenses because your knowledge is enhanced. You've got all the key items that you need. And that, that area is now very doable. And, and I really like that. Um, I don't think it's an intentional link, but I really like that. It's a very clever gameplay mechanic um, that I thought was really cool. That's in both games that I like, in Zelda and, and in Dark Souls. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that as well. Uh, have, have you not played Wind Waker? Did you say no, Wind Waker? No, I never did. Yeah, I, I, only Nintendo console I really had was um, was the Wii. I, my neighbor, when I was a kid, had a Super Nintendo and so I played a lot of Super Nintendo. We had a Mega Drive, a Sega Mega Drive, and they had a uh, Super Nintendo, and we'd just switch and play with each other. Uh, okay, you know, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, but I've never owned a Nintendo in between. Man, Wind Waker, I love that game so much. We're gonna have to figure out a way for, to get you to play that. I think I think you and Odin would ha- would make a great let's play of um, Wind Waker just because you just get on the ocean and you just ride and you can go to anywhere in the world basically <laughs> like it's really cool like well, it's a lot of fun that's actually one of the reasons I haven't got a Wii U is I went for the Xbox instead is because of all the licensing stuff that you gotta worry about with Nintendo it's just easier to do other consoles yeah that's true and so it's, although with yeah um, and it's we don't we play games for just fun as well but it's just mm. it's easy to justify it to the, <laughs> if we can do videos and have fun absolutely but yeah I, I do want to get it maybe the nx i'll pick up the nx oh god i don't i didn't really i didn't really pay any attention to any of this nintendo i guess this moves us right in the news right or do you have any more games that we want to talk about well as you can tell i've got i've also got garden War. i can't i actually i actually have to give some some credit to um ea for garden warfare it is a really good game like oh yeah yeah i did want to talk about this with you so um, it's, it's a lot of fun yeah, like it's there's no kind of you know most games, most shooters, most any game. You go into a menu, you choose which kind of game you want to play, and you so you either go play solo or you go multiplayer. It's all menu based. This you go straight into suburbia, kind of the the little mini unit micro microverse of uh, zombies versus plants, and it's just a hub. It's like a built-in hub to the game. So you're straight in the game. Odin has spent hours. We've only had the game for the week. He spent hours just shooting bots that just appear in this hub that you start in. Like it's really cool. And then from that place in that hub, there's little like computers or screens or devices you can walk up to 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 enter different specific um, um, like game modes. Like you can do defense uh, wave mode or use online multiplayer shooter death matches and stuff. Um, but yeah, and then there's the main campaign for each side, which just happens dynamically. So you'll just you'll, you'll trigger that campaign mission, and then events will happen, like uh, just appear and like happen within the, the the suburb that you're in, like the area you're in, which is quite large. Um, so it's just it's really cool how they've done it. It's so smooth and just fun. Yeah. And are y'all playing a couch co-op? Like going online together as a team, or are you playing we, against each other couch co-op? We, we haven't, we haven't had too much time to go online. We haven't tried online with anybody. What we've done is kind of just goofed around uh, to get to know the hub um, together. Because I say, like, there's things happening in this hub. Like, it's not just a small 
one room you've got a whole suburb um that's split in half and in the middle it's just chaos of just little bots fighting each other like zombies and plants um and then we've done a little bit of the campaign together and then we've done a wave defense mode together and that with those are all on camera and then we've just outside of that we've just had fun playing there's like a little soccer field and you can just have a little mini soccer game shooting the ball um, mm-hmm. I would shoot the ball and get goals and Odin would just kill me so he killed me like 10 times and I scored like 10 <laughs> goals <laughs> um, nice but it, 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 it's really it's a really good game um, it sounds like there's a lot of content in there like a, it sounds like there's already a bunch of different modes and like just that that whole like kind of hub area action sounds pretty cool well, too as I say Odin will just turn it on and just sit in there and there's an underground section there's like there's the zombie base and there's the plant base and yeah, just and the longer you fight in there, it, it, it dynamically changes to how long you've been just kind of battling in the center. And so, as the longer you fight, the bigger zombies come out. If you're a plant, the bigger zombies start coming out. The boss zombies start coming out, and then mutated versions of, of the normal zombies will start coming out. And so, it's just actually quite fun because it just changes so quickly. And, and and yeah, so yeah, it's a really good game. Um, Jim Quisition, he's rated it quite highly, and he's he, he he did a video on it, which is quite interesting, um, praising it and also saying how sad that Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare Two. Uh, deserves to be praised <laughs> because how many bad things are going on some games coming out um <laughs> but yeah it's actually it's it's a really fun game and so i just wanted to give it a bit of a shout out because yeah very very cool more fun games need to come out that is that is very true um speaking of fun games are you a resident evil fan yes from way back kind of died after at five are you um are you interested in this announcement that they're re-releasing four, five, and six for the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four? Do, uh, you, do you have any affection for those games? Four was really good. Um, Agreed. I I really enjoyed the time. Looking back though, I'm kind of like oh, I still prefer the old ones. It's too still too actiony for me. Looking back at it, I really thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was enough like the old ones to to be to be still be awesome. And the action elements of the game worked really well because it was still hard and still like horror combat-y because it was... But mm-hmm. 5 just got ridiculous. And I haven't even bothered with 6. Just, yeah. <laughs> I played uh, I played Resident Evil 4 on the Wii when it came out. Same, yep. And it was one of the uh, more... It was... It was so much fun with the Wii mode. Like I felt like that was one of the few games that really captured did, the potential of the Wii. It did very well. You, you, it was that and uh, Metroid Prime Three. I thought were one of like, like the two coolest shooting games on the Wii. Like I just felt like a badass, like shooting zombies' heads off. Yeah, and, uh, it was very cool. I got it was fun. Pretty good at it as well. Um, oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I based on that, I was like, okay, I'm going to try Resident Evil Five with the move controls because it's like it's the exact same system. You've got your nunchuck and you've got your emote. It's just black and curvy. Instead of, um, but no, it didn't work. It was bad. It didn't work as well? It was bad. <laughs> like, That's disappointing. I did play 5 on the 360 and I, I didn't particularly like it. And I, I think I'm like you. I just skipped 6. I'm not... I'm interested in these old Resident Evil games because I somehow missed them as I was oh. coming up. So... Yeah, so I need I need to go back and play like some of the remasters. I just need to figure out where to start from them. But uh, I, I love them, eh? Like, I've played them all several times. Um, 
I I use I'm probably not now as much, but I used to be able to like explain the timeline and how everyone ties in and fits in and, and which game plays with which character and, and why why that's the case and yeah, it's I used to be way into it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh what else happened this week? Uh we got a new Dark Souls three trailer. Don't, which I'm guessing don't even watch it. Don't all. even talk to me. I'm I'm being one of those I'm being one of those annoying people who like purposely is not going spoiler just to be make a statement <laughs> to be dramatic. <laughs> you know I want to um I want to talk about some 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 Dark Souls three stuff because it's been kind of a big topic over the last week. Um, and I don't I don't blame people for getting excited about spoilers. I don't blame youtubers and you know content providers to use like a real businessy term like i don't blame websites for running footage that publishers give them or anything like i i kind of wish they would hold back but it's it's their job to make money right like mm-hmm. like those those people exist who get clicks on a website or get views on a youtube channel or subscribers to twitch or, or whatever like and if they get the opportunity to make those numbers go up by giving you exclusive content of course they'll do it and you know on a game as big as Dark Souls Three, like that's a that's kind of a prestigious thing almost. Like if you were invited to a castle in the middle of fucking nowhere to, I mean, you, you've seen the pictures from this event. Like there's a, a no. life size model of Artorius's sword. And like they're in a church. <laughs> like it's insane. Like what they're, what they're doing. And, I don't know about uh, so any of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Well, um, actually, going back because you say the game is big as Dark Souls I still don't see Dark Souls as a big release that's what's confusing me is that it's always for the last two three years it's been actually longer it's been more of a niche exclusive game whereas now it seems like everybody loves Dark Souls <laughs> like it used to be oh like, no man this is Dark Souls 1 was the last one that you can even vaguely count as like a cult hit and that's that game sold millions yeah. of copies like millions of copies especially once it came out on pc i'm just still like surprised considering the, it as a, a a big blockbuster release and see that's why i don't get mad at um like when bamco announced that they were doing a season pass and dlc for dark souls 3 i don't get mad at that like they're in business like this is a triple a game that they want to they want to sell excuse me that they know will sell you know, 3 million copies. And they know if they start selling a season pass right now that they can make a bunch of money on DLC, which to me means that hopefully they can pay from a bunch of money to make more games that I like to play. Like, that's the way I look at all of that stuff. Yep. It's very kind of key business. But that's why, like, it, it. that's why I don't hold any kind of blame or indignation at any of these people releasing all of this spoiler material. I just, I don't understand why Namco Bandai thinks that they have to release all of this. Like, it's like they don't understand the product that they have. They, you know, they advertise it based on difficulty, and then they release the first four hours of the game, which has incredibly huge spoilers um, that are, like, significant. There's stuff that you would want to see with a controller in your hand. Like, it's, it's that kind of stuff. It's not, hey, the halberd has a has a new moveset it has a vertical strike instead of a horizontal strike which I don't know I haven't seen any of that stuff so, I mean, whatever spoiler <laughs> yeah exactly I, I don't know what's I don't know what's real guys who knows but you know I don't this is actually like plot relevant stuff like I started watching Vadi's first video and he the video is great it's, he does a good job of you know showing the stuff off and the video looks good and it's you know but then he walks into the hub area and starts talking to NPCs and I'm like why did they let him record all of this like Imagine not going into Fire Firelink Shrine the first time in Dark Souls One and thinking, and like having knowing exactly what the Crestfallen Warrior would tell you. 
So I, I blame that squarely on Namco. Like, I feel like there's cuts of this game that they could show that wouldn't give out as many details that's already out there. Like, there's things that they could show off. There's ways they could market this game based on the mystery, based on the lore, based on, like, you know, what gamers actually... Like, I say gamers, like, that's an awful term, but what fans of the game actually like about the game. And I, I'm just so frustrated with... And we, we, we talked about Slashy Souls, like, very, very briefly, but you look at a game like that that has, like, a, a, a pixelated Nido, Nido as, like, the fourth enemy and, like, pre-order from GameStop at the bottom, and you can't help but, like, what who are you marketing this to? Like, I'm already in. I've already bought two copies of the game. Like, I'm, oh, I'm done. You don't have... Who, who is the guy that, you know, is, is downloading Slashy Souls and going, yep, you're right, I need to go pre-order at GameStop? Like, who is this mythical person? So, honestly, uh, just, have you played Slashy Souls? Can you get it? I'm just, yeah, I, could, I haven't played it, but it's it's available in the U.S. So is it just the U.S. that's available? Is it, the- it must be, because yeah, I've seen some other people say like they, that they weren't able to download it, but um, a bunch of people have, have played it. Because uh, I know um, Gary Butterfield was talking in the Slack the other day that he was playing it. So I, I just want to try it just because I want to try it. Like, I don't... I don't yeah, uh, but it's, it's, it's not good. It's, it's, it's very bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just pulled it up on my phone. It's like if you type in Slashy, it pops right up. So Yeah, I, I just want to try it just to try it. Because to be honest, I like the actual art style. Like, I like the pixelated Dark Souls look. It looks cool, but just the gameplay, no. And... Uh, like I'm looking, I'm looking at the screenshot that they have in the app store, right? And it's just, it's you know, for those that aren't familiar with this, and I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast is, but it's, I'm not going to call it eight or sixteen bit, but it's like a pixel art version of the knight from Dark Souls Two, the the I don't remember the name, but the cover guy, the fighting ramp armor, yeah, yeah, the Faram or whatever, and then um, Grave Lord Nito, like one of the cooler bosses in the in the Dark Souls One, like. And at the top is a caption that says, Philosophy of Death. And at the bottom is a caption that says, Why wait, die today. <laughs> and again, I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, who is this for? Like, who is this mythical consumer that you're convincing to buy Dark Souls based on this garbage? Like, <laughs> I just don't know who these people are. And may- And look, I'm not a marketer. I don't work for a video game company. And I don't, I don't even particularly care that this is a Dark Souls thing. I just, like... It just it just feels insincere. Like at a certain point when they were, you could go buy a thing of oranges with R two D twos on them. I was like, okay, Star Wars, we get it, you're big. And like that's what this feels like. Like it has no connection with the basic product yep. itself. So why are you doing it? Yeah, no, uh, that's 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 my rant. I'm sorry. No, I, com- <laughs> I, <didn't> mean- <laughs> I completely understand because that's the, as I say, like I still see Dark Souls as even though I know it's not, and it's great that more people have got on board, but it's almost, um, yeah, like. Namco were like praised and respected for seeing the worth in Demon Souls and picking up and pushing towards Dark Souls because uh, they 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 picked up the European license to publish Demon Souls and so they saw value in that and that they were I thought pra- that was Atlas no no see that Atlas did it for America that's the funny uh... thing with Demon Souls it took a long time to get to Europe like it was a good year and a half two years it was like quite a while. Um, there's a well atlas had it for us and then a good chunk later uh namco picked it up and released it in europe and new zealand australia um and that's 
why I ended up playing the first chunk of the game several times because I played it on my brother's imported copy, Atlas copy, and the saves didn't cross over, so I had to start again on the, the European copy. And so they'll pray. That, that's why they're involved with Dark Souls is because they actually published Demon Souls for a for for the European region. Um, but yeah, they were praised for seeing the value in it and seeing that they had potential. But then they've, they've turned around and just completely gone, we don't value this. Or we do value it, but we don't value the users of this game. And the in, a, in a totally different way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we, it, you're right. It's the value to it, but the value is completely shifted in the way that they see the value. Now it's almost it's the values and exploiting it. And uh, I don't know, like you could. I, I'm just this, the the whole Dark Souls three stuff from this week with all of the crazy spoilers that are out there, and um, at the why would you give five hours of the footage out there a month and a half before your game comes out? What, who is making that decision? <laughs> like, and it'd be one, it'd be totally different, right? If they gave access to this game for five hours to streamers and press, but didn't let footage get out there. But like, you can go on YouTube right now and see in the title of the video, like not even have to click on the video in the title of the video. You can see a pretty significant spoiler that is granted in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the game, but I guarantee you, you would want to see in the game. Yeah. Well, and that's that's like super disappointing to me. With Dark Souls, most games I'm not as fussed on. With Dark Souls specifically, because to me it's it's not even the lore. Uh, we had this conversation over Twitter chat, uh, private messenger with Clifford earlier today. It's not so much lore that I'm actually worried about because the lore is so subjective at times with Dark Souls. There are certain things that you don't want spoiled for sure, but mechanics actually I find somewhat spoilerish. I've mentioned this before that. Um, I found out before the game came out with Dark Souls 2 that you level up at um, the Emerald Herald instead of the bonfires. And that frustrated me because I saw that as, even though it's mechanics, mechanical um, information, I saw that as a spoiler. Uh, Because that sense of discovery or, or going, I want to use these souls, but I can't. How do I use these souls? And freaking out because you don't want to die and lose all those souls. I wanted to experience that for myself. But now I knew, and all I had to do was walk up to the lady. Um, so everyone has their own level of spoilerness, I guess. And so it is hard, but it, it does seem way over the top what's going on right now. Like, it's just... If, well, and for, for, again, you, for like, you and Clifford to be annoyed or disappointed <laughs> that there's too many spoilers. <laughs> and, and again, I, I, I don't... I'm not fronting on the people that are out there trying to make a job by covering video games. Like, if if, if a publisher comes to me and says, not me, but if a publisher comes to a site and says, hey, I, w- I want you to have, like, this three hours of footage of Grand Theft Auto 6, like, of course they're going to say yes. Of course they're going to run those videos and they're probably going to play it fast and loose with those first three hours because it's video content. Like, I, I get that. I just don't know why, the, in this case, the publisher would want to do that in, to their own game. Yeah. Like, I, it's gone too far. I, I don't... I don't think it needs it. I don't think anybody's out there like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to buy Dark Souls. No, anybody who's into the series is going to buy it at some point. You're releasing it on all three major platforms. Like, even if you miss some people at first, they're going to pick it up on a Steam sale as soon as you drop it to $45. It's going to happen. I don't know. Anyway, um, we, we probably... This is... This, <laughs> I've been frustrated about this topic for a week, if you can't tell. No, it's good to get it out there. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Let us know what you guys think. <laughs> Listening. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Yes, yeah. Uh, tweet at us at Dark Insight Pod and um, on Twitter and and let us know what you think. Um, and I, I, I'm just kind of. I pretty much know because I. We always we stay pretty close with our listeners and the people that you know talk to us. We generally have conversations with, and I kind of feel like. They they let us know what they think, so I kind of know where a lot of you guys already fall. But definitely let me know if I, I don't know. But let us know your thoughts. I'm kind of curious yeah, about it. And maybe we'll, it's always good to have a little chat. Uh, well, actually, on I'm, that, if before I'm, we move on, I saw that you uh, you and um, Chris on the Chomp Chain podcast were talking about um, pre-order exclusives and content and stuff. And you said that we'll talk about it, and we've talked about the overriding uh, topic, but that specifically, mm-hmm. did you want to? Because we can't let Chris down, since you said you're talking about it. <laughs> well, I was I was mostly talking about the general, the, the general. But um, yeah, that that conversation happened because um, Chris mentioned on Twitter that he was going to. This is Chris Moser again from the Chom Chain podcast. He was going to pre-order the Prima Guide, um, and they've done a collector's edition of a strategy guide, which Jesus fucking Christ, number one. But anyway, well, getting past that, um, like it has a. Estes flask replica, and it has a like a five inch metal bookmark, and it's got like a art book, I think, or maybe not an art book. I think it's like a notebook of some sort. And you know that they wanted a hundred and twenty dollars for that thing. The guide by itself is thirty, and this is all U.S. dollars, by the way. I'm not sure what this cost in um, where Vader and Tar- Vader and <clears throat> Clifford live. It'd be like so, two fifty uh, here. Yeah, uh, something insane. So a thirty dollars guide, which is a hardcover, I can get behind that. Like that's totally cool. I recognize that it's not going to be useful past the first few passages, but you know, it probably usually has cool art and names of characters and references to lore and item descriptions. Like I, I, that's the, that's what I want those guys for. So they want ninety dollars for a notebook, for a bookmark, and for a flask. And here's the thing that none of their marketing stuff had on their on the on the descriptions was you can't put anything in the flask. It's a solid piece. It's not even hollow. Like no pun intended. It's not <laughs> like you can't you can't. I think I stole that one from Coffee Jesus. By the way, I think I stole that from CJ. But um, it's not like you can't put liquid in it to drink out of. Like that's that's insane. And um, I you know it's, I think I tweeted at him. I think you guys tweeted at him. Like, several people tweeted at Chris and like don't don't buy it. Don't buy it. That's a waste of money. And he was like, oh my god. And if you look into it, like if you do a cursor Google search, sure enough, you can find out what it is. But, I mean, that's just a piece of shit. Like, that's, again, it goes back to that, like, who are you advertising to? Like, if you, you actually have the audience, and I know this for a fact because I was very tempted to pre-order it. You have the audience that would buy $120 worth of useless Dark Souls shit as long as it was cool. Like, don't give us a flask and then make it a dumb, like, piece like make it something you can actually drink out of and guess what we're idiots enough to buy it yes, so are. who are you marketing this to <laughs> <laughs> who is this for yeah well that's the thing like as i said to, to chris like um i first saw it and i was like that looks cool and then i saw the price i was like really like it's not that much more than the book because yeah the click there's two versions of the guide there's the paperback kind of flimsy throwaway kind of one and then there's the collector's one which is hardback and looks nice just similar to the bloodborne one um, all the previous Dark Souls ones, and yeah, you say the collector's one's thirty bucks US, like, but then sixty dollars more, seventy dollars more for non-usable flask, like, yeah, it's not cool. Yeah, uh, not cool. <laughs> um, so I, 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 when I, I'm the same as Chris, when I saw, it, I was like, oh, I want that, but then I was like, no. Nah. Once I looked into it, same thing, just no, nah, I can't do it. It's just it's silly. Um, 
Don't get me wrong. I do like I do like my Dark Souls statue. <laughs> I got the Dark Souls too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've got I've got a like I've got one of those Solaire statues that were going around for a while that you can't get anymore. Like I I love that stuff. Like I'd I'd really dig it. Um, if I could have gotten that crazy weird European edition that sold out instantly with the, the hoodie two and a half foot statue, like I would have probably tried to get that. That just didn't come out in the U.S. Like I. Like, oh, again, I, did, I, I am the target market, but it, that's just, <laughs> don't sell me trash. Yeah, yeah. Is that the Dark Souls 3 one with the big statue that you're talking about? Yeah. The yeah. prestige. That is too pricey, man. <laughs> Actually, I didn't I didn't look at, I didn't do the, the math to translate it back. What, what was it? It's like, here is $900, I think it was. Holy, no, no, I would have, I would not have spent $900. I thought it was like 150 or something. <laughs> I wasn't really. No, no, no. That it was, it's, it's a lot more detailed statue, um, from what I know, and it is big. But yeah, it is $900, New Zealand. Um, I don't even, it's sold out as well. I'm like, who has that kind of, <laughs> like, man, you can't get more addicted to souls than me. Like, this, <laughs> and I just can't justify that. Um, but yeah, there's the then there's the standard collector's edition which has the red knight. Yeah. Have you picked up that one? I um yes, I have the red knight edition. I pre-ordered that pretty much the first time it was available. So um we'll see that's But that you know that that's weird too because the the CE this collector's edition doesn't come with a season pass, but if you buy the $80 digital if you pre-order the 80 buck digital version on the PS4 store, that does come with the season pass. So, so you can you can either have the statue and the associated junk with it, or you can have the, you know, all of the DLC, which is actually more playable content. So it's it's a weird situation. Well, just to, to make you feel better, <laughs> the collector's edition in New Zealand is forty US dollars more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they, I guess you know, jet fuel is expensive. They have to ship it over there and everything, right? Is that the oh, is that the justification well, for it? Like that's, shipping is that's, high. That's the lame. That's what everyone says. But they ship it to the US. It's not made in the US. <laughs> like, the the US is the size of the Pacific Ocean. Like they they you've got to ship it around the US, which is well. So it's not, uh, <laughs> like I just it all comes from China. We all know that. Um, the, the Dark Souls, this is on our kind of online gaming store. I'm on there now. Dark Souls 3 Estus Flask Edition. This is the Collector's Edition's guide. Is $211 New, New Zealand. And that and just to just to make sure that we're explicitly clear, that's the Collector's Edition guide. Just the guide. Just the guide. No like, game. There's no game that comes with that. Like that's When I first looked at this, I was like, oh, it's $120. You get the flask, you get the game, you get the thing. No, 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 no. Just the guide. <laughs> that was it. So... Um. Yeah, that's, that's just a guide, and in US dollars, that's one hundred and forty-four dollars. Yeah, that's that's insane. <laughs> the the collector's edition is two hundred and fifty, like the actual game that comes with the Red Knight. Um, I really, really want my brothers in Japan for Dark Souls Two. I really wanted the little replica swords that were released in Japan, mm-hmm. but they sold out like in seconds. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can totally see that. Well, the funny thing is they sold it on PlayStation really quickly because there's no zone, there's no regions on the PS3, but the Xbox mm-hmm. one didn't sell out. Like, I think you still can pick them up in store. <laughs> so when I go to Japan in April, I'll be looking for a cheap version. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck. I hope you get it. So as you can see, we're not opposed to collector's things. We're just opposed to just junk that's overpriced and not necessary. 
Yeah, and you know, something that you know, I don't want to say like ruins the sanctity of the game or anything because I don't really believe that like Dark Souls is some super special, amazing, but it is cancer curing game. But it just happens to be the game that I'm obsessed the most with that has a certain aesthetic and a certain seriousness, and it's when you release a game with, and I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put this picture in the show notes somehow, like that has, you know, why wait, die today, like it's not like a. It's not. It's not somebody holding up a sign to, to, so you can go in and do your taxes. Like it's in. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I kind of got annoyed when they pushed the um, the the prepare to die thing into Dark Souls Two, where they kind of came up with a new dying slogan. That kind of irritated me a little bit. Um, it, it works okay, but they kind of just need to let it go. It worked in Dark Souls One, the prepare to die, but they just keep pushing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a little bit about No Man's Sky because uh, I'm, I think you're in, you're super interested in this game, right? Yeah, I am. Um, I think I really like. There's a few games that I've liked recently with that. Uh, the Witness, um, Firewatch. They all seem to have a similar, simplistic, colorful art style that I'm kind of really enjoying at the moment. It's something that it's not just black and blue and brown. Yeah, and it's they're not uh, worrying about hyper realism because there's a big push for like realistic graphics and stuff. But I, I, as I say, I'm going back and playing uh, Ocarina of Time, and I'm like, man, this game looks good. <laughs> you know, I just can appreciate <laughs> the simplistic art style to it. Like, it's like this actually looks pretty good still. Um, the, this is exactly what I was saying with the difference between a Wind Waker and Twilight well, Princess. I can only imagine that um, the Wind Waker would look even better having that art, that specific art style that would just hold up. Like I've heard so much, so much about it. Um, but even then, you know, like if I played Twilight Princess, I'd be still like, "Oh, this is really cool," and like, it looks good. Like because it's the game you're playing; it doesn't have to have grass that moves realistically. Um, but yeah, anyway, this, I'm just getting sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> you're all right. No, well, no. no, No Man's Sky was uh, they, they announced a release date for it, and then this week um, there was a little bit of a rumor coming out that it would be coming out yesterday because um, I guess some weird thing floated up to, to the top of the internet. But pre-orders went up yesterday, not um, actual purchase. <clears throat> yes, but uh, it caused a little kerfuffle because it was priced at a full retail game, sixty dollars, which I guess surprises some people. But I kind of assumed would always be sixty dollars. Like I'm always surprised when games aren't sixty dollars at this point. So I don't. I guess maybe I'm just weird, or I'm not like a hardcore gamer or whatever. But like I just kind of assume everything's going to be sixty dollars and then be pleasantly surprised if it's twenty. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't get that either. Like yeah, it, I'm just kind of a stumped with this one. Like there's been in development for like five years or something stupid they have to like it's a full game we've got 80 what 80 billion uh, 18 billion planets or something if mm-hmm. to go play with like it's a huge massive full game like how can people be surprised i just i that just blew my mind like i, I can't even articulate it <laughs> yeah i don't I, I, uh my, my one concern about it is at a 60 dollar game that i was that I've had all along. Like this, this was even before they announced the price. Is like, what do you do in this game? Like from the, from the trailers, I couldn't really get a good idea of. Like they would show the thing where you jump in your spaceship and then you fly off a planet into space, 
and that looked super cool. And Sold. that's something I am totally into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, at a certain point, you've got to give me a reason to get off, get into the spaceship and leave the planet. So, is that resource gathering? Am I trading? Am I are, there, are enemies chasing me? And they've showed like ship to ship combat some, and some things like that. So I was kind of curious. Like, is there a story? Um, and they're still not really answering a lot of those questions. There's a, uh, good. a really good interview. <laughs> There's a really good interview on uh, Giant Bomb where uh, Brad Shoemaker asked the developer, and um, it's really just a podcast. It's really just audio interview, but the, he overlaid it with some um, kind of in-game footage and put it up on YouTube. Uh, you know what? 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 What are you guys planning for? Like, what's there? If you have 18 billion planets, like, are you? nudging the numbers to make like you know 80 percent of them interesting and the guy was like well no not at all like we want something interesting to be rare and special and we want everyone to find it like there's plenty of it but we don't want every like not every single planet in the universe is special (laughs) like it's just a planet (laughs) i i I really like that um i really like that concept um because it's just it's the game that you just can get lost in the wonder of it. Like you can just, just, just go explore. Like you, there's no no one telling you what to do or or how to do it. You just go, and I, I really like that concept. I don't know how long I'll spend with it, but it, it, to to be honest, it just seems fascinating that kind of idea, and it seems very foreign to a lot of games right now. Which kind of this is what you're going to do next. If you're not, if we don't tell you what you're going to do next, you could, the game is going to be bored. And it, it you know, I like the idea. It's can can trust me to go entertain myself mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm into that game i'm i'm looking forward to it i i don't know that it'll be like a day one purchase for me um i'm really hoping there's a retail release because that definitely is to me is definitely oh yeah a rental. yeah um, there is there is a pre-order the physical copy oh, okay I, I didn't know if it was actually going to be digital only or not but if there's a physical copy and depending on the like kind of the buzz leading up to it um i'll, I'll definitely rent it and try it out i'm just a lot of those like kind of make your own fun games. If if what you're doing isn't fun, like I, I find it hard to make my own fun sometimes. Like I I don't necessarily need a story to pull me along, but it doesn't hurt. Oh no, I, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Like as we talked about, we really like Until Dawn, and you like mm-hmm. Life is Strange, and they're all about story, and they they force you along. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I'm intrigued by the concept of just go just go <laughs> like this and just that that i don't know it's fast it just seems so different than what we're facing at the moment and so that's what that's what's intrigued me if that makes any sense at all but that's my brain no no i got you i got yeah, you sweet um what else do you want to talk about until we get into some listener questions um what else what do, what do, what do, oh yeah well, happy birthday playstation 2 yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess it turned 16, which makes me feel super fucking old. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, um, I actually don't know because PlayStation New Zealand tweeted about it yesterday. So I don't know if that uh-huh. was the birthday. It's the 4th of March. It was the birthday. Or if it's the 3rd of March and because we're a day ahead, we... we yeah, I don't know. So I actually don't know if it's the 3rd, the 4th, or the 5th. Like, <laughs> it's around then. Because <laughs> of time. Um but yeah, and they, the PlayStation is then tweeted out about it asking, who had one? And it's like, you bet I did have one, <laughs> was my answer. Uh, I'm sure you had one I'm too. I'm trying to, because well, I went to, um, I visited my future in-laws when me and my 
my wife at girlfriend at the time were dating and uh we went to visit them in california and, and uh her stepdad had just bought a playstation 2 and it was right that was right around christmas time that it had come out but maybe i'm nope released on march 4th 2000 in japan okay this fourth hmm. confirmed I had to do a little fact checking. Well, good good chance <laughs> back then. Um, it came out a few months later for your lot. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. I just remember the PlayStation Two being one of those things where they were like, "Oh man, we they're so rare. Like you you know you have to buy three of them and you can sell two of them at five times the price and make a bunch of money." Like that was the first time I heard that with the video <laughs> game consoles. Wow, this I, don't, so- I don't know if you I don't know if y'all get that over there. We get that like it seems like every time a, a video game system comes out, that's going to be the deal, but it never is. Um, yeah, they're very pricey in New Zealand. I think they came out at twelve hundred dollars a piece. Wow. Um, that granted, back then our exchange rate was a lot worse than it is now. Like it used to be like uh, fifty cents uh, US for a New Zealand dollar. So our, our dollar was worth twice. The US dollar was worth twice as much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I actually I got mine. I don't know, I can't remember how long after release. Um, I probably would have got it maybe a year after release, but again, that in New Zealand it probably wasn't released a year later anyway. Um, I'm trying to think what year it would have been, two thousand and one. So when did it come out? 2000. I must have gone in 2001. Because the reason why I know is because I earned the money working on a movie as an ape. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that would be memorable. <laughs> I, I got my paycheck and I actually bought a second-hand copy. And that console, uh, not copy, console. Um, and I got like six games with it. And it was still like eight, $900. Um, second-hand one. But yeah, that console lasted 10 years. I think it'd still work now if I actually knew where it was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't get mine until I was married, and that was. Um, I got married in two thousand four, so it was sometime after two thousand four, two thousand five. Um, in fact, I, uh, I I dug out my PS two the other day because um, I had a modded PS two. Did you ever get into any of that stuff? Um, I had a modded PS one, so I could play US games because we had a lot of games that would never come here, so we'd get them imported. So I played games like Xenogears, and I had a friend's PS2 that was modded. But no. Yeah, I, um... Yes, sorry. Yes was the answer to oh, no, question. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. You're good. Um, with the... Uh, if you got the network adapter, like the online thing, you could... It had a hard drive with it, and you could just... If you modded it, you could just install games on it. Like you could just literally like connect to the PS4, transfer games from your laptop, and then just like install. You boot it up and have like a whole menu, and you could just like run games like you do off your PlayStation 4 nowadays. Um, but I got it out because uh, are you are you from? I think I, I don't remember if you were on the podcast when I talked about this or not. Are you familiar with Shatter Tower and Shatter Tower Abyss? Um, I know, I know them, yeah, but I I haven't yeah. played them. So um, I mentioned the last time, I think all three of us were on, that uh, I tried to play Shadow Tower and just failed miserably because the controls were oh, so bad. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, there's a, there's a lady named um, Allison by Proxy on Twitter, and that's her YouTube as well. And um, she's doing an LP. She's doing a Let's Play of both games. And Vader, go check out Shadow Tower Abyss, man. I think you're going to be very impressed with this game. Like, you can... It's a first-person dungeon crawler, but it's way more advanced than just Shadow Tower. 
like the enemy animation is really good the npc detail is really good and you can um like the thing that really got me right off the bat is um like when some of the enemies you can actually like cut off their limbs oh nice so as you're hit yeah as you're hitting them like you're like their their arm is falling off but they're still coming after you just with one less arm and there's a there was a moment like early on where she's fighting a bunch of insects and um, you have guns in this game which is weird for a from software game oh. but there's no there's no like cursor or uh, there's no uh, crosshair so it's actually really difficult to aim and she's like she's shooting the heads off these insects and they're just falling down and there's a bigger insect she shoots the head off and it falls to the ground and then the, she's taking care of some more enemies. And then it just, the other one, the big one, just gets right back up again and starts coming after her. And I was like, oh shit! <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> nice. But it's, it's got some really interesting mechanics. And um, she's, she's doing, uh, she's not doing audio commentary. She's doing uh, text commentary on everything. So it's, it's, I've been watching, I've been, she's got about nine episodes, I think, so far. And Very they're cool. They're both really good. Yeah. And that's uh, just youtube.com slash Allison by proxy for those. But that's, go check those out if you want to kind of get, the reason I got my P- the, the whole reason I started this conversation was um, you can only play Shadow Tower Abyss if you um, if you patch it because there was never a U.S. release. There was never an English language uh, release of that so game. That's why I don't know much about that one. Yeah, so you have to download like a fan translation, and you can only run it off of a modded PS2 where you can emulate it. So I got my PS2 out the other day, and I don't know, like it shouldn't be too hard to hook that up to a capture device and do something with. So who knows? <laughs> we'll see what I can pull off there. Nice. Because um, I know more about the other, like the Kingsfield and the Shadow Tower, because I've seen um, uh, D- Dave Control Live. He's done playthroughs of like all the the uh, Kingsfield games and half of Shadow's Tower, I think. But then he had issues; his console died. Um, and he's playing with the old school controls with the stupid oh. shoulder buttons. That no, just no, that, that would you. mess me up. But um, Gary and Cole from uh, Bond Fireside Chat, they're, they're doing. I just listened to the episode about Shadow Tower, and mm-hmm. if you run on the Vita, you can map the controls to the analog sticks, which would be much. And they're easier. doing. Um, they're going to do Shadow Tower Abyss as well. Oh, so they are like doing this. Oh, cool! To, I'll be interested yeah, to hear if, that. If you uh, if you want to kind of get an idea of what they're talking about beforehand, go check out the LP. It's pretty. Oh, cool. oh yeah, I have to have a look because I have That's the one only one I haven't seen. I've seen all the rest, and so that's a PS2 it's, game, is it? That's a PS2 Ooh, game, um, nice. and it's, I mean, it's got full stats, like, it's got all kinds of crazy stuff in there, magic rings, and MP, and, it's, like, the the durability mechanic in that thing is really, really bizarre, like, where you kind of heal, you kind of fix stuff by sacrificing your health, and it's a weird gameplay loop, but, like, it's it's something special, like, the, I've watched, like I said, nine or ten episodes of the Shadow Tower Abyss one, and it's, it's really good, the enemy design in it is just really interesting so i still really need to try lost kingdom for the gamecube i don't have that either i don't think uh i can i can that's from that's that's from uh from software i can emulate uh gamecube stuff on my little shield tv device so maybe i should go download the lost kingdom and see if i can play it because from what i know it's like the plot is like very similar I've got really small text. When a mysterious phenomenon threatens five kingdom kingdoms of Agril, all hope lies in the hands of one person. That's the little description of it on the back on the back cover of the game. <laughs> that sounds like every from software game we've <laughs> <Yeah>. ever played. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but apparently, it's like a it's just yeah, and the plot from um, Shadow Tower like 
a mysterious thing has affected this kingdom just like the mysterious fog that's affected Politaria. <laughs> yep. It's awesome. So that's why I want to try Lost Kingdom, just because it's from Soft and it. Yeah, I've heard this. I've heard the plot is very similar to your your Demon Souls. Interesting. I'm uh, I'm going to obtain that very legally and then play it on my legal emulator on my TV at some point this weekend. <laughs> Sweet. And it's all going to be very legal and above board. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, awesome. It's cool, cool to see where FromSoft have come from. Like, it seems like they came from nowhere, but they've got a, such a rich history, um, and it's really nice to see how they've built on it. So that, that kind of sums us up for news. Unless you've got anything else that you want to you want to mention before we move on. No, nah, um, yeah, just Sweet Sixteen for PlayStation Two. Just moving on. Yeah, happy birthday, Sony. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you tweeted out earlier this week, um, a question that I believe came from, man, we keep talking about Chris Moser so much. We're going to have to get him on the podcast at some point. This yeah, we ridiculous. do. I've been thinking that we need to get him on as a guest, but I, yeah, I was actually um, thinking because he guested on 20 minutes. Maybe we should get like Joe or someone on. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, that's just, you know what? Screw Chris Moser. <laughs> let's, let's, find, let's find another Tom Chain guy to get by. <laughs> um, he's just the most Steve. vocal. Steve, yeah. the Steve's always mean to Chris, though. I know that's why we should. Love him. We gotta get. We gotta get in Steve's corner. Um, we're we're a pro Steve podcast, Team Steve. Um, anyway, um, the the question was, uh, what is the most random thing that led you to buy in a game? Well, yeah, and uh, it was Chris that inspired. He didn't ask the question, and he inspired it oh. with just a random thing that he said. Okay. Um. So yeah, it was just. I just thought it was hilarious. So he said, he says he bought Kirby Superstar because I quote I loved the look of the parasol waddle D and still do, and I don't I don't play Kirby so you have a thing in our Google Doc that is just like a little Kirby ish dude with an umbrella with a star on top like that's that dude's super cute that guy's very very cute yeah he <laughs> got a little umbrella I think he can float with the umbrella like he could, like floats down <laughs> that makes sense um, like that's how umbrellas work. Um, <laughs> yeah, wish you that little maybe, uh, but yeah, very cute. Um, did you? I, just, I actually want to know. Did you like the game in the end, or was it just the cuteness of him was enough? Mm-hmm. And then we had Josh Crow, uh, the morbid beard. Uh, he once bought Ducati World on the PS One simply because it had Carl Fogarty. Garrett Gatti on the front, and I knew who he was. <laughs> I bet no one else knows who he is because I didn't. Um, I don't. I don't follow racing. Um, and since I live in the South, like the only racing that I even remotely know anything about is NASCAR racing, and I'm pretty sure Ducati doesn't have a NASCAR car. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah I, I I can totally see this because I was tempted to buy a FIFA game because Lionel Messi was on the cover one year, and I don't even like. FIFA games at all, so I, I know exactly what, what, <laughs> what this kind of psychology does. <clears throat> yeah, nice. Well, I've actually um, I'm in New Zealand. We like rugby, a, a really good sport. Um, and I've got the old PlayStation Two rugby game. It was the first one that came out on PS Two, and I got all the All Blacks, the New Zealand. I'm not being racist. It's, <laughs> it's the name of the New Zealand team. <laughs> um, it's called the All Blacks. Um, and we, they wear all black as their uniform. Uh, yeah, they. 
I got they're on the front cover. Um, they they did the front covers re, uh, Zoic region, and so each country had their own kind of uh, national team with their their team on the front. And I got the, all the the whole team to sign it. Um, so, wow, that's super cool. So yeah, so I, I actually went along to a, a dinner with the with the All Blacks because um, I was captain of my rugby team back in high school, and yeah, we managed to meet the whole team before one of their games with South Africa in, here in Wellington. And so yeah, so that's my. Yeah, so that's my purchase. Well, actually, I re-owned it, but because I like rugby. But yeah, they um they they just recently won like the World Cup of rugby, right? Yes. Didn't that happen last yes. year or this year? Yes, first team year. ever to win it back to back. Nice. You need to give me a heads up when they uh, they start playing again because uh, the few games that I caught of that, I actually really really dug. So I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going right. to try to catch. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, me and you were going back and forth on Twitter a little bit because, um, we, like I said, we, we watch a lot of soccer or football, as most people would say. Um, but we watch a lot of soccer. And so we when we go to a bar or restaurant to hang out on the weekends, like the we, we get to know the, like the owners and everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's let's put it on a game. And like they'll just put it on like whatever crazy, so- weird soccer channel is because it's so hard to find in America. But that overlaps with like the rugby and the handball and all of the other weird <laughs> handball. sports. So we, yeah, <laughs> we were watching some soccer game the other day, and like it ended, and then like the the national handball championship of like Norway came on, and I was like, I'm into this. Yeah, handball's a cool game, this. but yeah, I wouldn't. Put, it is. I wouldn't put rugby and, and handball in the same category though. Well, no, I'm just saying they're on the same channel. I'm not saying they're in the same category. <laughs> like, but uh, it's yeah. So I'm. I'm into I'm into the rugby a little bit. I want to I want to catch more of it. So if they start they start playing again. Let me know. And I'm gonna start. To, to well, the, shows. we have an, um, a few leagues in New Zealand. Well, there's a kind of an international, but it's like semi provincial, semi international league called the Super Rugby, um, and that has like five teams from New Zealand, six I think from South Africa now, five from Australia, and they've just expanded it. So now we have a team from Argentina, um, in it, and a team from Japan is now in the league so it's yeah it's in- interesting yeah and so that's just kicked off first round was last weekend um my team got thrashed <laughs> which is really embarrassing <laughs> we just um we just lost uh half a big bunch of the team uh to they were they were all blacks and they were just retired so that they played national rugby as well um, and they just retired and have gone to France to play just kind of provincial rugby in their retirement. They get paid and just get to take it easy and not as intense competition. And so our, the Wellington team has suffered a little bit because they lost like three of their play, their, their play, good players all in one go. Sorry, that's just that doesn't mean anything to anybody. I'll just stop. <laughs> oh no, no, we're, I was I was into it. like I said. I'm, I I kind of got into some rugby. So like we we can turn this into a weather and a football podcast anytime you want to. Nice, because um, if you I remember rightly, you, you said your wife was into it as well, wasn't she? She's she's way more into the football than I am. And then um, when we started watching rugby, she was very impressed. In fact, the, the reason. I brought this up is because we happened to be talking about it. We were watching something at a Mexican restaurant the other day, and I think they advertised rugby. And she was like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta ask Vader like when his team starts playing again. I want, I want to follow him this year." And I'm like, "All right, I'll <laughs> nice." Do well, yeah, the, the, how it works is early. It's Super Rugby starts early in the season, like early in summer, because it's still or end of summer, um, and then mid mid year, like mid winter, that's when the All Blacks kick in, like the, the international teams, like the full national teams. Uh, we have a tri-series. Oh, it's actually a quad series now. It's in New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, and Argentina. Um, and then 
end of year is just provincial rugby, like just local. So it goes all nice. year round, <laughs> almost. And then there's off. So um, back to back to silly reasons to buy video. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh no, that you're, you're fine. Those are, the, those are the kind of tangents I dig. Um, in uh, E3 of last year, they advertised not advertised, excuse me. They showed a video of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is I think a PlayStation Four exclusive game is coming out hopefully this year. Yes. And um, do you remember this at all? Like this is the game where it's like post post-apocalyptic future where like the humans are using like i don't know spears and shit to track down robot dinosaurs you remember this yeah it's sci-fi caveman it's sci-fi caveman much better way to say that (laughs) there is a uh there's a moment in that video which hopefully the game looks remotely like that when it's finished and uh but there's a moment where they start cycling through their weapons and um there's a weapon that comes on the screen called a rope caster and I don't know what it is about the name <laughs> Ropecaster, but it somehow caught my imagination. Like, I changed my Twitter name to Ropecaster for a little while. I changed my bio <laughs> to, to something about, like, a joke about Ropecasting. And um, the the weapon was pretty cool. Like, the weapon is just with this thing where, like, a it's basically a spear with a rope on the end and a stake in the bottom so that you could shoot the spear, latch it into the robot dinosaur, and the stake would shoot it in the ground, and then it would leash them to the ground. And you could do that four or five times to get them to the point where they can't move. And assumingly, you could go up there and kill them or harvest their robot body. I don't really know what was happening. But, man, casting ropes sounded cool. <laughs> like, that was that was, that was was the moment. Like, I was like, I was like yep, I'm definitely going to buy that game. Like, unless something really terrible happens, if, as long as the rope caster is in there, probably going to buy that game. Yeah, I, I like the look of it, but I honestly have stopped looking at it and never saw the detail of the rope caster, or I might have been hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, that, is, that a, uh, is that a pun? Is that a really bad pun, being hooked? No, no, I don't think so, man. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. And I, I, I like the puns, man. I don't, think it was re- I, don't, I don't think it was really bad at all. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I just don't know, if I, I don't know if I've ever bought... Oh, no, I have bought one. I don't even know what it's called. I bought it. I had some extra cash. Um, this is probably about a year or so after high school, so going back a while. I wanted a game. No, I didn't. wasn't interested in anything that had been come, come out. And I just... Um, one store, it, EB Games, um, which is GameSpot here in New Zealand, same company. That's what annoys me about the price hike in New Zealand, is it's the same company, and but we're still paying like 30% more here. It's the same company, um, just branded different. Anyway. Rant over. Um, and they just had a game with... Uh, they just had a anime kind of Japanese cartoon illustration and it had like a cool art book with it. I knew nothing about the game. And I was just like, yeah, I don't get it. I like the look at this. <laughs> it was an okay game. It wasn't I didn't finish it. <laughs> but I was... It, just, it had a really cool case and it had like... The art was really cool and it just... It intrigued me, and then yeah, it did let down a little bit. <laughs> Man, I didn't, I didn't think about this, but when I was a kid growing up, um, renting video games on the weekends, it was uh, all this about was, it. this is, yeah, this was all about box art. Like you would, you would sign the, like the just the raddest box art in the world, and it would just you'd come home and it'd be Sim Ant or something. Like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I don't like this game at all. Bring it back. But you know, you were stuck with it until Sunday night when the, you know until you can take it back. To the, the, to the place, man. I, I, I kind of hadn't thought about that in a while. That's that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I now you mentioned it, I would have done that as, as well with a few games. You know, have a, a mate over 
<laughs> when you're like 13 or something, 12, and you get your mate over and you hire a game out, and you spend like half the night at the, the, the video store trying to choose the game. <laughs> you just... <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, I played Broken Sword 1 through like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just hired it out, and we just stayed up all night and finished it. Very nice. Actually, I think I remember in the morning we called up the video store saying, did you guys play this game? (laughs) The guy's like, yeah, I did. Like, how do you get past this part? (laughs) (laughs) Calling that 1-800-Nintendo hotline. Oh, no, no, I can't afford that. I just called the video store. (laughs) Just hope they'd played it. Um, But yeah, that's that's my experience of buying a game for a dumb reason. Yeah. Nice, nice. I well I think that I think that might wrap us up for this week. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Um I want to thank everybody for listening, especially you, Cliff, because I know you're listening right now. <laughs> we appreciate it. We mi- we miss you, buddy. Come back next week. Um as always, if you can follow us on Twitter at Dark Insight Pod. If you wanna like and subscribe on iTunes, we would love for you to do that. Leave a review. That helps kind of word about the podcast get known. Um, go check out our website darkinsight.net that's where you can get all of the episodes plus our blog posts that we're going to make a semi-regular basis I'm not going to promise weekly content on that because it's a little bit of effort to get stuff on there but um, we have some people we have some articles that are in the hopper from some people and uh, I'm working on one and I know a couple of other people are working on some stuff but if you if you're interested if you've got kind of an article that you've been wanting to write about video games and you don't really want to put it on tumblr or try to get it submitted to a real quote-unquote gaming blog uh send me an email my email address is jeremy at darkinsight.net and maybe we could make something happen yes get us get it on there and we're going to take over the world what? Vader, where can they find you on the <laughs> on the Tinter webs, as Cliff says? <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much uh, Vader Van Oden on anything possible. Um, even if you Google me at Vader Van Oden, I I managed to come up his top, which is cool. <laughs> I just did it just now, just a tick. Um, yeah, so yeah, Twitter Vader Van Oden, YouTube Vader Van Oden, PSN Vader Van Oden, Xbox Live Vader Van Oden. Oden. And that's some that's that's what they call a cross branding opportunity there, man. Good that, job. Good work. That's why I went with that one. <laughs> um it also is a very cool name. And for those who don't know, I don't know if I've ever said it. It means the father of Odin or Father of Odin. And I have a son called Odin. Um it's a cool name. I had to take advantage of it. Um but I have now been labelled as the father of everything because people just call me Vader. <laughs> <laughs> so I am the podcast father. <laughs> I just assumed I just assumed you were writing weird Star Wars slash Thor fiction like yeah. fanfic <laughs> yeah. when I when I figured that's where that was until I figured that you, until I found out about your son and that's you know that all all of that yeah um, I'm not even that into Star Wars that's the funny thing it's cool but I'm but, not uh, that into it go check out Vader's YouTube he does a lot of stuff with his with his son on there which which is just absolutely adorable and um, he's uh, close to finishing up his Shadow of the Colossus playthrough, yes. which I've really been enjoying as a huge fan of Shadow of the Colossus. Seeing um, me rant and rave and complain. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think you're at the last couple. Yeah, two to, the, two to go. Two to go. So th- I know the, the the next to last one isn't my favorite. It's it's interesting, though. Uh, but the last one is is something truly special. Like, it's 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 really good. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see your reaction to that. Cool. <clears throat> Thank you very much. And... And as always, you can find me at JG Greer on Twitter. This has been Dark Insight, episode number 15. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Catch you later. Thank you.